This week's edition of This Is A Podcast is brought to you by Jonathan's cue cards. Yeah, they're important, and we're going to treat them with the vitalness they need. Don't worry, in this episode, you will definitely hear five cue cards being read. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Unless I cut them. It would take an arch villain to do some shit like that. <laughs> it would take a real dick. Yeah. To go out of his way. Only a Thomas J. asshole. I mean, only an asshole would do something like that. Oh, I hate assholes. I mean, unless I'm unless I'm blowing air into them. (laughs) (laughs) On with the show. If you're listening with your ears, what you're about to hear is a podcast that's starting very soon. I hope you don't confuse it because currently this music is the theme to a podcast. So that explains this tune. This is a podcast, and this is the theme song to the podcast. Called This is a Podcast. 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 That's a microphone. This is a podcast. I'm Thomas Alley. And I'm Jonathan Rodriguez. It's the end of an era, Jonathan. You know, uh, it, it was about time that it came to an end, you know? And there were only so many days I could go by with uh, trying to suck my own dick. And I think I'm happy it's over, you know? <laughs> Less well, stress on my spine. Well, don't, don't, don't give up on your dreams. It, it, you know, it wasn't even really a dream. It was more of a nightmare. Like really? I, like I was doing it and enjoying it, and then like I got a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I'm like, "Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> You're trying to suck your own dick. <laughs> like, what the? There's people who will do this for me. It's like when I see people mowing their own lawn. There are people you can hire for that. Why yeah. are you doing it? I mean, you know, like they do it, but like, come on, man, like." I, my tongue game crazy so like <laughs> that was the incentive to me you know and like I, I build up a lot of natural saliva i just thought it would be purposeful there's there's um i got tagged in a video today by a mutual on tiktok and this isn't what we we're gonna talk about but <laughs> i'll get to that in a minute the video was basically like um it's a it's a it's a stitch where it's like Oh, uh, I can do anything. You know, I, I don't need you. It's a guy where it's just like, I don't need you. I can do anything. You know, I can do anything better than you as a man. And the girl, the audio is just like, can you suck dick better than me? And then it pauses because like the implication is like, if you can do it, prove you can do it. Yeah. And someone tagged me in it and was just like, you know, my reaction because I have a notoriously uh, good throat amongst my audience. Um, they know I have no gag reflex and a lot of the women feel it's lost on me as a straight man. The yeah. fact that I don't have a gag reflex. Here's my question though. I camp out in his throat sometimes. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's very vast. It's just a good place to, you know, set up camp, start a fire. It goes you know on I mean? and on. When it gets rainy, it's a good cave to kind of, you know, burrow into for yeah. the night. Sometimes there is beast in there. Like, you know, I'm going to come prepared <laughs> with my weapons. Do you, do you think you could suck your own dick better than a girl could suck or a woman i should say could suck your own dick i mean i'd imagine it's like anybody doing masturbation you know what you want more than what anyone else would mm. so it stands to reason that like i got that gawk gawk 3000 <laughs> and other people they're just on the 1500 level like <laughs> you're not even barely halfway yeah. to what i can do to my own dick <laughs> because like you always hear the thing where like women are like, well, I can steal your girl because yeah. I can eat her pussy better than you can eat her pussy because like, I know what women want. And I'm like, well, then wouldn't the theory hold that I can steal your man? Yep. Like I can suck your man's dick better than you can suck. Because like women, I've noticed, I've noticed this in my my 28 coming on 29 years of life. Mm-hmm. If you question a woman's head game, they act offended. like uh, really fucking offended. Yeah. Like it's it it it's the equivalent of like walking up to their grandmother, calling her a whore, and then smacking her. That's the level of offense. I think it w- they would be less offended if I like if I just had sex with their grandma. Yeah, if you, I was gonna, I was gonna say if I smashed their grandma, but that's really out of character. Yeah, for me. it is. If, you, if I think they'd be less offended if you smashed their listen, grandmother. Listen, Thomas, we've talked about this one too many times. I'm tired of black people losing roles to white people. All right, I've got this is. 
who I am. All right. <laughs> this is what I got. All right, Thomas, you can have TikTok. You can have Twitch. You can have fucking Patreon only. Everything. Let me fuck grandmothers. Man, like I'm I'm on that Kanye self-sufficient kind of time, right? Like there, there's a Kanye line. It's my favorite Kanye line because it makes no sense in the context of the song, but he, he the line is, I don't need your pussy, bitch. I'm on my own dick. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> same, same. But no, that's the that's that's right up there. Okay, so background. Uh-huh. Jonathan and I and his brother, for a very short period of time in our late teens. Yeah. Rapped. Made terrible music. Made I oh we made okay music. I liked like three of our songs. Okay. And like looking back on it, like as a writer, ten years later, I'm like, I could do better than that now. Yeah. Um, but I still liked them. Like I wouldn't, I could. Uh, the music would definitely be the kind of music that, like, if your boy was like, "Yo, my new track is on SoundCloud. Listen to it." And he plugged in his aux, and you're like, "Oh God, he's gonna make me listen to it." And then like he looks at you, smiling and nodding, like vibing to the beat, trying to see your reaction, and you're just stone faced. Yeah. It's that kind of music. It was the formative but, years. Yeah. You know, we we didn't have anything to say. But we thought we had shit yeah. to say. Um, but we, you was it you were in? I, I don't think I was there for you were in the studio one time. Uh huh. And and by studio we mean Bronx apartment. Yeah, shitty Bronx apartment <laughs> with with soundproofing foam and a microphone. Yeah, I think we have better equipment. We're recording this podcast on right now. Probably. than this guy had in that hallway of his Brock's apartment with yeah the it was like in the it was like in a miniature hallway that combined the living room bedroom and bathroom so yeah. if someone just took a mean shit and you were trying to record a verse like yeah it's tragic like dropping shits in toilets and <laughs> there was a lot there was one guy who you guys were all there hanging out recording yeah and there was one guy who said one thing share with the group what he said I, I I'm pretty sure we've talked about this in somewhat some capacity on the podcast before. I don't remember the exact line, but it went something along the lines of if, if he mentioned a female celebrity and was insinuating that if she was she's so attractive that if she was a male, he would give her head. That's on the level of Kanye saying, "I don't need your pussy. I'm on my own dick." Also like there's like a, a logic line. Damn, I forgot the line. It's it's like in one of his most recent albums where he talks about uh, Charlemagne the God, I think Power 105 won Breakfast Club. Yeah. Uh, he talks about how Charlemagne like uh, has basically labeled him homophobic or something. And he goes, I'm so against homophobia. I'll suck someone's dick or something like that. And I'm like, like, I get what you're saying, but. I don't think you have to go that yeah, far. I, I don't. I don't think that's the hill to die on. I think all you have to do is just be like, "Yeah, I support you guys." That's, that's... Like, I'm here for you. Yeah. The end. <laughs> but that's like Kanye is a lot. Like, could all right. This is a, this is a subgenre of porn. So I got to ask. Okay. Like, there's like porn where like there's guys and trans women who have dicks so big. They can fuck themselves with it. Yeah. If you could, what would I, you? I mean, and like, do we classify it? Like, what's the classification of this? It brings a whole new definition of like, go fuck yourself. But yeah, is it sex? Is, is it masturbation? I think we'd have to open up a new form of sexuality for it, right? Right. Like, uh, You're, you, 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 is sex with you? Do you have to be attracted to yourself to have sex with yourself? If you as a man had interesting this right, if you as a man had sex with yourself, put your own penis into your own anus. Yeah. Is that homosexual sex? I mean, it can go one or two ways, like even just thinking about that logic, because one, you can look in a mirror and be like, yo, you's a bad bitch and your ego just through the moon or two. And this is probably where I'd fall on the ladder. You should be like, I could fuck myself, but I don't want to. You're not yeah. good looking enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worth I, I'm I'm too both too good and not enough to fuck me. 
That's definitely think, where I would fall in that. I think I'm too good to fuck someone who looks like me, but also I think I'm not attractive enough to fuck someone who looks like me. That that's just that's just a glimpse of uh, every day in my mind for the viewers. That's basically what it's like. You wake up and look in the mirror and be like, "I would fuck you if you weren't so fucking ugly." <laughs> You ugly piece of sexy shit. <laughs> the internal struggle is really real on these <laughs> the streets. Constant tug of war. <laughs> hey, nothing's I, uh, being tugged out here. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, like I don't know. I think men are such. I, I think women, and this is not to say. I want to before I say my next statement, not to say women aren't like as sexual as men are, because yeah. I've known women who have a sex drive that is insane. Uh-huh. But like the stereotype is men tend to prefer want or seek sex more than women. I think the seek is the is the is the part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because women I don't think necessarily need to seek it as much. I think literally, let's look like if you have a female best friend, which I recommend, by the way, if you're a male, I suggest having female best friends because it, it gives you a really good insight. I have a lot of female friends. Agreed. And ask your female friend to see their tinder and you will see across the board no matter how conventionally attractive conventionally unattractive however you feel about them sexually or otherwise across the board all of them will have 99 plus on that logo yeah over a hundred people swiping right on them i have on tinder last time i used it Mm-hmm. 13 people who have swiped right on me. Can I be honest? Yes. Dating apps terrify me. Why? Because, I mean, you... All right. I'm the type of person that when you meet at first glance, I'm not going to open up to you. I'm not in any way or shape or form. I remember one of my friends, he when he first started dating you his girlfriend. for me day one, bro. What are you talking about? Well, you were different. I was like, whoa, this burly white man is coming <laughs> to rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> he has a good credit score, right? <laughs> He'll buy me a home one day. Be gone, shackles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free at last. It's like that that uh that song from those old commercials. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> the fucked part is just like the reliance on a white guy to free you. Listen, uh, all I read was history books. You know, I just thought it was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> they all said in order to get freedom, someone had to buy me, and then said I can go. Um, but my friend, he when he first started dating his girlfriend, he's like, look. Every time I introduce you to a friend, you never talk to them. You never become friends with them. And he's like, in this one instance, I need you to. And like, I'm like, all right. So him and I had a lot of classes together. So in between classes, we used to go get lunch. And I'll never forget when he first introduced her to me. He used to bring her to lunch with me. And like when when it's just me and him, like I'm I'm a fucking clown. I'm a cartoon character. And then the second she came, like I got just super fucking like paranoid and stopped talking. And uh and then like ten minutes in, I'm like, yeah, like I, I, I gotta go to my room real quick. I'll meet you at class. And like that persisted Sashay away. Th- that persisted for months. And then like one day she had been around me so long that I was just like, All right, you can see it. Da da da. I fuck grandmothers. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> like she, she... just pulling it's like the did I do that of you? It's your Urkel line. Uh but like uh I remember she had a conversation with me and she's like basically explaining the the paradox of first meeting me towards like getting to know me and how I'm a completely different person. But I see I would I would make the argument uh-huh. that dating apps would then be best for you because there's just the right amount of anonymity in the beginning I that know. you can keep an understandable amount of a wall up, right? Yeah. So I have in my lifetime gone on uh two dates from dating apps like like dates not like fucked mm-hmm. um correction three two of which ended up being relationships um christy and morgan yeah and it's 
the 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 connection is hard again because there's I, they, both of these were on OkCupid because OkCupid is more considered a dating app. Mm, hit us with that sponsorship. <laughs> oh please, OkCupid, if you listen, I I was a success story for like five years. Mm. Like I can tell you stories about how we got to mm. break out into the commercial. Are you uh, seeking love? Well, dun, look no dun, further dun, than OkCupid. Okay and here we have uh, some talks from an actual previous customer, Thomas. It's my understanding that uh, you once found love on OkCupid. Okay ah, uh, yes, I did, Jonathan. Thank you for that. Uh, it was a wonderful five-year-long relationship in which we built foundations of trust, understanding, admiration, love, caring, dirty, sloppy, disgusting sex. And we eventually moved in together. We fell in love and shared a home together. And that's because of OkCupid. Okay Are you guys getting married? Uh, no, we broke up three years ago. Cut that part. OkCupid, okay we that we're part. good for dirty, <laughs> sloppy sex. <laughs> I don't know why the theme song was Bewitched. I don't know either, but it, I fucks with it. <laughs> um... So the the you you do and I, I know this about you and like even with us like granted I was your brother's friend first yeah but like even at that being your brother's friend you like were never around us in the beginning yeah like you would keep your distance like I'd come over to the house you'd just be in a different room watching TV or doing something else and once you guys moved around the corner and I became a fixture of coming over and we all began to do things together is when you were just like, okay, hey, Thomas, I fuck grandmas. Like, I I battle extremely high social anxiety. I think that's pretty clear and obvious. So, like, for me, and then for me, too, when when I'm first introduced to a person, I like to take a step back and, like, observe. You know what I mean? Is this the kind of person I want to be around? I, I So there's, like, I have the, I have that, and I also have, like, the many faces of Thomas. Yeah. Where... I can I can act certain ways around you and say certain things around you that are okay by the standard of of who you know me as. Yeah. Right? I'm probably the truest version of me around you. Uh, but that's that's built on the foundation of what, 13 years of knowing each other and friendship and and being willing and vulnerable and it's just open. basically being siblings at this point. <laughs> yeah, like just creating a brotherhood that is you know, you've seen. I, I posted a video on TikTok about it today, where you know, the the stitch was just like, oh, um, she's just a friend. Well, then you know, block her. There's nothing to it. She's just platonic. Well, then just block her. And I made the point where it's just like, well, first of all, like, no, like this is toxic, and here's why. Like, I will always pick the friend, always. And it's not an indictment on that relationship or an indictment on that person. The reality is if a new relationship is starting, you as friend Jonathan um, has seen me in ways that person in that relationship has not a and B, you have had more time invested and know me better as a person than they literally ever will. I could be dating them for 10 years, but guess what? I've already known you 13. So by the time I know them 10, I've known you 23. And you've seen 23 years of me evolving, whereas they've only seen 10. You know my history. You, I've cried with you on the phone. Like, we, we've had those experiences. So it's 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 a, a totally different, like, mentality. I have female friends who I have that connection with. And if I started dating a girl and she's just like, well, if she's just platonic, why does it matter? Just stop talking to her. Well, it's because it's my friend. I will always choose the person over the person telling me to choose yeah and like that's the thing with you like we've cultivated this thing where i can be that truest version of me without fear of like judgment and shit like that and for a lot of times that takes a lot recently with at least one other person like it was easy because at this point in my life i am old enough and cognizant enough to, to recognize the signs of someone who is not a good person mm-hmm. and thusly the, a person that I feel is going to be around me for a long time and someone I feel content with opening and creating that vulnerability with, you know? Yeah. And I think because you have that wall, I think dating apps would be great. I don't Because know. in the beginning, it's not much more than casual conversation. 
that's the thing. That that's where I fail at. I'm not I don't like small I'm be honest with you. Someone comes up to me and they're like, Hey, how you're doing? I'm just be like, let's be honest, you don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. You know, but it's but it's it's not small talk. It's getting to know you. Yeah. So it's hey, I'm all right. Well, let's do it. Let's do a run through, a dry run. <laughs> let's get all some right? lube up in here. Let's though. get let's get a, let's get a slick wet run. There we go. All right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Abigail. See I, that name just it, it doesn't do it for me. The, uh, well, my profile says Abby. All right, I guess it's that's A-B- not A-B-B- better, but okay. A B B I. Oh, that's that that would infuriate me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your name not a real name? Why? All right, we're we're off to a bad start, but let's keep it pushing. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm Abby. All, All right. right, so you swipe right on me like a day later. I swipe right. We match. I reach out and I'm just like, hey, like you know, read your profile and just you know, I you know, I really agree. I really think fucking you know, David Foster Wallace is the best author. I mean, he's not though. <laughs> he's so. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's uh, what you're assuming. Like, okay, we're yeah. Assuming. Isn't, isn't that the, the, your favorite book? I mean, it was for a while, and then you like, made me buy it. it. You know what it was? It was like I don't the know. The fuck! I spent twenty good of my dollars okay, on but, you. But can, can I? Can I answer? Can I explain? I, Abigail is infuriated. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Abigail was this close right. to sucking your dick, and now Abigail is going to go suck fucking Chad's dick up the block and get herpes. All right, Jonathan, are you happy that Chad gave Abigail herpes? I mean, she should have asked him to get tested first. It's not my responsibility. <laughs> but, uh, like, I, w- I want to dive into that, though, because, like, it was my favorite book for a long time. And then I, like, the constant evolution of people is that, you you take in information and you allow it to change your mind if it's worthwhile, right? Right. And so, like, I, I read something about how David Foster Wallace constantly, no matter what, has to sexualize every female character. Okay. And, like, as I was reading, like, the book again and, like, as I started reading some of his other stuff, I realized that that was true. He writes from a, a sort of misogynist standpoint. Okay. And I was like, okay. Like, Are you me-tooing David Foster Wallace right now? I mean, he's dead, so he me-tooed himself. <laughs> he <laughs> me-tooed himself straight to the grave. Yeah, but uh, like, yeah, that that kind of opened up my perspective. Hashtag canceled David Foster Wallace. <laughs> Life canceled him already. It's fine because, like, some I don't get it. Like, sometimes, like, an author will be like, "Oh, like, here's this detective who's gonna help me solve this crime," and like, she won't have any real like major arc on the story, right? But right. for some reason, he needs to write the incentive that like. Oh, and she was attractive, not in the conventional way, but, you know, like in a in a way that few would notice. And I'm like, bro, how is this relevant? It's like it's like the 80s, like pretty in pink, where it's like all she needs is to take off her glasses yeah. and let down her hair. And suddenly she's a beautiful swan from the ugly duckling. <laughs> but I'm like, we're, if we're reading the book from the main character's point of view, right? Right. And like. I don't know. Like, I, I don't go around myself ju- assessing every person's level of sexuality. You know, like, it's just not I don't think it's something that anyone really does. I or... only I only do it with the male characters. Yeah, I mean, that that's cool. If you, I'm you just, just trying like... to see if if one of them could suck their own dicks. <laughs> you just... And if they if they let me watch your character just pulls up in a cave and he's just like, and there was a man standing there in gray sweatpants. And man, he, he told me his name. His name was Tommy, but I coined the phrase long, schlong, Tommy, <laughs> long Tommy boy. boy. <laughs> that would be a great parody of the the movie Tommy Boy with Chris Farley and David Spade. Yeah. Just long, schlong, Tommy Boy, the porn parody. It's just a really heavy set, like Chris Farley lookalike with a huge dick. <laughs> just a massive, just meat salami between that man's legs. Do you <laughs> see? I have I have a general problem with the concept of favorites. Okay. So hear me out. I had this conversation with Narnia when we first started talking. Cause like that's that's part of like the get to know you process, right? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? You ask those questions. And I and she was frighteningly like okay with my response of being like, Yeah, I think favorites are weird. Like what I do think you they're mean kind of favorites. So like favorite things. Okay. I feel like the idea of a favorite thing is so innocuous, right? Like I could sit here and say my favorite color is green. 
but I also really like black. I mean, and I also really like blue, and I also really like purple, and like orange is good to wear sometimes. A nice shade of salmon, or like food. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, I say pie is my go-to answer anytime anyone asks because I like pie. Like, pie is great. It's just the perfect combination of everything. But also, I go years without having a fucking slice of pie, and my day is not worse for it. I don't know, because I, like, I feel like with things like colors and things you eat, because those are things that you experience every day, right? But, like, I look at things that like art, right? Like your favorite book, your favorite movie. I think those, like, are more substantial. I, I can't quantify that. Really? Why? Yeah, I you I can't sit here and say when someone's like, "What's your favorite book?" I have I have no answer for that question. Yeah, because I don't. I every book is vastly different. True. And thusly, I can't compare one to another. But, uh, Recently, the, one of the one of the best adventures from the perspective of a book I've gone on is eleven twenty two sixty three by Stephen King. I've been preaching that book for over a year and a half now since I finished it. Because it's nine hundred pages, yeah, and it's a it's a fucking textbook if you buy it. Like, get it in soft cover, because like the hardcover just makes it heavier. It's not worth lugging around, but it is such a detailed and 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 it's an experience from point A to point B. It is a wild, insane, crazy ride that makes you it's because it's so long, it's kind of like watching a TV show for 10 seasons. You fall so deeply in love with the character and you want him to succeed. It's insane. And you there are points where you're like just get to the part that the book is like because the premise of the book is a guy can go back in time and he's trying to stop the Kennedy assassination. That's the generalized premise. Yeah. In a nutshell. And he doesn't get to like stopping or interfering in the Kennedy assassination until like 700 pages in. <laughs> and the whole time you're like, what is this? But when you get to the end of the book, like Stephen King is notoriously bad at endings. Yeah. And the end of that book satisfied me. Okay. So like, but I won't sit here and say 11, 22, 63 but is my favorite book. I don't know. It's all about your measuring stick, right? Everyone has different measuring sticks. For me, it's it's what connected to me the most and like made me have like some sort of revelation, right? Like my favorite movie, Short Term 12, right? And like, it's it's weird because I'm, I'm big on like comedy movies and that's a, a drama movie. And it's about like this... uh. I don't know, like kind of like this home, this group home of like children who kind of don't live with their parents and stuff. And like, there's this like, uh, these like older people that come in and take care of them. And you kind of dive into each kid's story a little bit and why they're there as well as the counselors. And I'm just like, that's a movie that really resonated with me and kind of impacted me but it everyone's got a different measuring stick for some people movies is simply what made you laugh the most you know yeah, but even like looking at the idea of a favorite movie when i when i'm asked that question i typically say clerks like i have answers to these questions yeah because it's rare that anyone ever accepts i don't like i don't comprehend favorites i think i'm a crazy fucking person you are um, but for other uh, yeah, reasons but for a variety of other reasons yeah. not because of my opinions on the idea of favorites <laughs> Like Narnia was a was lightning in a bottle. I explained it to her, and she was like, "Wow, that like makes a lot of sense." And I understand why you feel that way, as yeah. opposed to someone who's just like, "Just fucking tell me why you like Clerks." Why is Shrek two your favorite movie why of all time? Sh- First of all, it's Shrek Forever After. No, 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 it's Shrek best two, one. best Shrek. Shrek Forever After. Bro, when the fairy godmother breaks out in the, I need a hero. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't get cheeky monkeys. That's all I need to hear him say, and it's a good Shrek movie. That's all I need. The real best Shrek movie is Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. And if you haven't seen it, seen it go best, on YouTube. The best and Shrek watch movie it. is Puss in Boots. D- hard disagree. <laughs> hard disagree. The best Shrek movie is the three-minute post-credit in Shrek the first I'm movie. I'm telling you, it's Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. Go on I'm YouTube like, and I'm watch I'm not going to watch. I don't need any more Mike Myers' Scottish It's accent. not Mike Myers. Is Shrek not in it? he is you just so they, re- to- they recast the voice you of shrek just watch it it's on youtube it's like a I'm three not, minute video i'm not watching it it sounds like it's a fan-made thing where like shrek rails the dragon also explain to me how the fuck a dragon and a donkey do the sex uh it's very simple the donkey unveils his nine foot long dick that he's had tucked in <laughs> <laughs> he's really just had it in columns oh my under God. his stomach if, if the dragon fucks the donkey does that mean she fucked an ass 
Thank you. Thank you. I'll be anal. here all week. Anal supporters. Fucking a donkey by default is anal. Yeah. I also don't fuck a donkey. Please don't. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. You're gonna get like you're gonna get kicked. Also, and die. Also, the moral standing is wrong. <laughs> Let's focus yeah, on that first. There's that, I guess. But also, a donkey will kick Thomas, you. You've put us in our favorite yeah. area. Or is that We're in a great area? And, and I, I want to get out. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Um, now, yeah, just the idea of like, I don't have like, I say clerks because I like Kevin Smith films. But the reasoning behind Kevin Smith's films for me isn't necessarily a the films themselves like Mallrats is a quantifiably bad movie but i like it um dogma is a good film chasing amy is probably the best he's done jay and silent bob strike back is a stoner comedy that like you just really gotta under it's literally kevin smith sucking himself off for 90 minutes because it's just a bunch of self-referential well when i do it it's weird when you do it i'm trying to figure out if it's straight or not <laughs> Or if it's masturbation. That's the only question I have. If I go back in time and fuck myself, if I go back in time and fuck 23-year-old young sexy Thomas, yeah, is it masturbation? Or it's called go fuck yourself-ism. Oh, we should bro, put New that sexuality. in Urban Dictionary. Go fuck, fucking, fuck, it, fuck yourself-ism. Go fuck yourself-ism. Shirt's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just don't... To me, it just it doesn't make sense. What also doesn't make sense to me, Jonathan, uh-huh. is the thing that has been plaguing my mind all week. Uh, the, can the, I guess? Yeah. All right. Um, how many guesses do I get? I'm going to give you three. Okay. Two of them don't count. Two of them don't count? Yeah, so you might as well just use one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the three. <laughs> I'm going to take the three. I'm going to go with the three. Most of the shit I say doesn't matter anyways. Fair. All right. Um now it's plaguing you right so that means Plague it's me. bothering you yes right. so you went to a super you went to the supermarket and you were you walked into a, a raw dog and orgy and you weren't invited and it upset you um no not this week that was a few months back damn it keep getting my signals crossed it's it's listen you were if you had said that back in like may yeah, yeah right there like right after the pandemic i walk into a raw dog and orgy and no one invited me. Like I've been, I've gone to all of them since like you know July of 2019. And the one that happens after the lockdown slightly gets lifted, I can't fucking go. Like, come on, Jeff. All right, guess number two. In your area, there's been a lack of of nuts or acorns for squirrels, and a squirrel hopped in your pants, stole one of your nuts, and ran off with it. And you don't know where she's gone, or he's bold gone. of you. To, bold of you to assume I don't just hang out outside with my pants off and nuts dangling, waiting for squirrels to take them. That's true. That's true. You know, I should have. I should have. I known you. I should have made you that know assumption. me well enough to know that I am just that giving to squirrels. <laughs> uh. Um, I am a big fan of <laughs> squirrel charity. Number three, you ordered a sausage pizza from your local pizzeria. Yeah. Um, when you were handed the box, you opened it and were surprised to find that there were penises on your pizza. I wouldn't be surprised at that. I always order, order extra thick Italian sausage. That's the code word. Oh, I'm going to call my pizzeria real quick. <laughs> Can I get extra thick Italian sausage? A big, sweaty, beefy Italian man delivers it. Won't pick the box up from his crotch. <laughs> it's my dick in a pizza. All right. So just just clearly, I it's, was it's, close. It's, it's the end of an era. Like I said, it's at top of the show. It's the conclusion of what is likely the greatest love to ever have existed. And the truest love the the it when i when i think about what this was and what this meant to me on a deep emotional level uh -huh. and and what was shared here and is now lost ashton kutcher and mila kunis broke up no worse oh jesus kanye west and kim kardashian are getting a divorce <laughs> and i it hurts you know it, it all started with Kanye masturbating to her sex tape. Yep. And really hit a weird area when Kanye said he felt like Taylor Swift still owed him sex. I was like, it, 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 I don't know how his wife felt about that one. I feel like, imagine you were dating a love, girl and she's just like, yeah, but Jamal down the corner still owes me sex. 
And I'm I mean, like, like, do you want? Do you, like, Jamal got a gun. Do you want to get that? You you can get it. Jamal scares me. But like, Jamal, Jamal owes me sex. <laughs> so when are we collecting on this debt? <laughs> we just we can just spit roast Jamal. It's easy. Um, it's a threesome, and she's not fucking me. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you look at celebrities and their wet their marriages, and you say this was the one that was going to go the distance. You felt that way about Kim and Kanye. I said I looked at this and I said there is no way that this isn't real. That, okay, and this was and we're we were going to celebrate fifty years of Kim and Kanye. You know, forty four years from now, I, I I felt the same, and then uh, I I kind of remembered that she married Chris Humphreys for seventy two days, <laughs> and I was like, we were, no, listen, all right, everyone makes mistakes. You're right. All right. I was looking forward to the twenty fifth, the twenty five hundredth episode of This Is a Podcast one day, <laughs> and I I fucked it up. <laughs> and ce- celebrating the Kim and Kanye fiftieth wedding anniversary, all the stars were going to be there. Jonathan, who named these stars? It was. It, 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 <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's an extensive well, list. Ky- Kylie Jenner. Okay. Was um you know then then there's the the guy who played. Her father in The People versus O.J. Simpson. Um, Who played her father? Was it David, David Schwimmer? Schwimmer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can he bring and, Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> and it was the, the the guy who catered the original. All the stars. All the stars. And we were going to cover it. Here's my surprise, right? Yeah. Going into it, like, we'll, we'll just, the family had a bad reputation for years, right? To some people, they still do. And, Listen, uh, hot take yeah i respect the fuck out of the Kardashian hell family. yeah fucking moguls bro like you listen you don't have and here's the thing i don't like them yeah i respect the fuck out of them kim kardashian and i'm this is gonna shock people when i say this probably one of the smartest people on the planet agreed she put her whole family on she put everyone on first of all second of all she managed to be paris hilton's like assistant. Yep. Get dicked down by Ray J. Yeah. And turn it into a multi-billion dollar empire. Now you know what the key here was. It was the Ray J element. So like now I'm thinking I kind of want to be rich. Do do I is there an email that I can reach Ray J at? <laughs> I don't I don't think Ray J is the one to do it anymore. Mr. J, would you please stick your Ray in me? <laughs> because back back when it was like, oh, it was like like I because no one knew of Kim no people knew of Kim Kardashian. Yeah. No one knew who Kim Kardashian was. It was the girl Ray J was dating. It was Paris Hilton's assistant. She was in the media eye because she was around these celebrities all the time. But when the sex take tape came out it was more of ray j and a little bit of kim kardashian and then people saw what kim kardashian looked like naked yep and then it was no no no. this is a kim kardashian sex tape and here's the thing kim kardashian intelligence wise like legitimate book smarts maybe not all there she says some shit she does some shit. She's very hypocritical. She goes back on what she says all the fucking time. Like, I think she was one of the people who were just like, after I become a mother, I am going to be, you know, prim and proper, and I'm going to be motherly, and I'm not going to do any of that. And then she was naked in, yeah, on Listen, Twitter. man, fuck that. Being motherly, don't pay the bills. Do I, what I, yeah, you gotta do. I agree. <laughs> the bag. My, listen, secure the bag. Show them titties. Like... I'm listen. I'm on OnlyFans. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not trash talking any kind of sex work. Yeah. My after, whole after thing, you become a mother, how will it change you? Uh, I will show less dick. <laughs> I guess. I just. I, I'll. I'll show just the tip occasionally. I'll show just the birthmark on it. Just it's a, a real. Z- it's a little a real more than sc- I needed to know. <laughs> a real close zoom in of the birthmark right on the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> what is that it looks is that just a, it looks like a, a stain and you can no, guess just... you can guess which famous celebrity it looks like <laughs> <laughs> winning answer gets a free six month subscription people see the virgin mary in toast they see fucking patrick stewart on my dick <laughs> set lasers to come um here but like here, here's the interesting part for me right is like going into that that marriage right 
you had the media basically be like, oh man, I can't wait until Kim fucks this up or Kim abandons him or he's he she's just with him because he's got money, right? Which, right. I mean, Kim Kardashian has a shit ton of money. Her family has an incredible at, amount of wealth. Yeah, at this juncture, she's the rich one in the relationship. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. It but wasn't Kanye on like Twitter being like, I'm broke, give me money. Yeah, but I don't I don't buy that story. But uh also like he's the one who fucked it up, you know? And and I don't mean that in a way where like he intentionally sabotaged it. He's very clearly going through mental issues and it it became too much for her to bear because he was like, bro, he he did a concert where like at the end of the concert he broke down in tears. And like literally was telling the crowd how uh, when she was first pregnant with their first child, she got an abortion and how it destroyed him. And I'm like, bro, like you can't just do shit like that. You you can't out a if that's a thing that happened. Unfortunate. If, 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 If he's suffering from something, of course, like trauma will instigate things. But uh, don't do that to your wife. Yeah. Like, don't do that to like, whoever your wife is, whether I like your wife or not, don't do that to your wife. That, that's a that's a, a barrier right there that you should I'm, not. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give you a little another another little guessing game. OK. First of all, between Kim and Kanye, who do you think is richer? I'm going to go. Damn. Now you got me second guessing it. I'm going to go Kanye still. OK. What if you had to estimate roughly ballpark me? How far they are away? No, no. Kanye West's net worth. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna take a bold guess. Six hundred mil. The answer to this question is going to shock you. Okay. Because it shocked me. One point three billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's it, bro. Like his his sneakers makes him an incredible amount of money. The the sweatshops he gets them produced in in China. Yeah, that markup. <laughs> And Kim Kardashian, ballpark, how much do you think she's worth? Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I said less. If I guess 600 for her, him, I'm gonna guess 500 mil for her. $780 million. Jesus Christ. How much do you think I'm worth? Like $12 in a pack of Tootsie Rolls. I owe like four grand. Actually, no, I, between what I have and the debts I have, I'm roughly worth negative $26,000. See, like they could, they could just easily, like one of them write you a check for a mill. One of them write me a check for a mill. Wouldn't hurt them. Change our I'm lives. just saying, you know, Kanye, if you don't do it. Yeah. And Kim did. She would win the divorce. Listen, Kim, I hear you're on the market now. And, uh, Does Kanye know, pay alimony? Like, when you're that rich, do you pay alimony? Uh, I'm pretty sure they probably had a prenup. They're both rich people. You get you a think prenup. They signed up for, you get okay. Do you get a prenup? You get married. Let's say you know what are you 26? Yeah. You're getting. Let's say you're 30. You're getting married. You don't necessarily have you know anything extravagant, but okay. you, you got some. You got some pocket change. Do you believe in the first of all? Kanye's five eight. That's unfortunate. Do you believe in not to shit on the like shorter guys in the world, Jesus. but Jesus Christ? Um, do you believe in the philosophy that, like the classic sitcom trope, that a prenup instantly means you think the divorce is the the what the marriage doomed? I mean, it, it's kind of it's putting it in a, a a weird area, right? Because I don't know, like it, it signifies that like if this thing ever broke up, that I don't know, it's like a a weird trust area, right? right? Where it's like, man, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> she was married before Con- before yeah. Chris Humphreys. Yeah, she was married in two thousand and what was it two thousand four? Two thousand to two thousand four. How old is she? Forty. So she was married when she was twenty to someone named Damon Thomas. Okay, he's fifty one now. So that was eleven year age gap. How do we feel about that? I mean, as long as they're both adults. He was uh, Damon Thomas is a music producer, best known for his work as Harvey Mason Jr. in the production group The Underdogs. Do you think like when Ray J came out with "I Hit It First," like he came out with the remix? Technically, <laughs> technically, <laughs> I hit it first, guys. <laughs> um. Ray J I, came I out with I hit it first. He came out with I besmooched it before you. <laughs> <laughs> I besmooched it. Jesus. <laughs> I think I don't know. I think I think all right. I hear I hear me out. Uh-huh. I think 
marriages, right? All right, you think about the li- like you get a marriage license when you get married, right? Yeah. Think of all the licenses and like government documents you get. Mm-hmm. Your passport, driver's license, your your state. What inevitably happens? You I don't know. Mine's are mine's are fine. No, no. no. At, at a certain point, they expire. Okay. Right? Hear me out. Wedding license, marriage licenses should expire. And you should be forced to renew them? Yes. That's interesting. I think I think what we should do as a country yeah. is implement the idea that marriage... Because marriage, I understand like the sanctity of marriage and the idea of marriage behind it is it's till death do you part, right? Mm-hmm. But realistically, right, 51% of marriages end in a divorce. Yeah. You know how you make the entire divorce rate go to zero? You get an out. I don't think the government cares to make the divorce rate zero because wedding weddings are a a huge source of economic influx. Yeah, but A, you now have a new source of income with the renewal of marriage licenses. I mean, I guess, but I mean, here's the thing. Every five years, every wedding, every marriage, think of it, every year. They're not going to throw a new wedding every five years, though. No, no, no. They don't have to. It's literally just you, you. A paper shows up in the mail. Yeah. Says in 90 days, your marriage license will be expiring. Please sign here. Or you go online or they send you an email. You go to the fucking, you know, federal, you know, documentation website, whatever the fuck it's called, the federal, you know, newyorkstate.gov or whatever it is in your state. And it's just like, hey, click here, e signature, submit $25, you know, renewal fee plus, you know, $2 transaction fee. You submit your $27 and your your marriage continues. It's not a new marriage. It's not restarting from scratch. Your the the date of your marriage on the license does not change. Yeah. It is just renewing it. Okay. And they a every day, you know, weddings happen every day. So every day someone's marriage license is expiring, 25 bucks go to goes to the government, fucking helps out, and it gives couples the ability to say, okay, this comes in, you're having problems. You sit there and you say, okay, what do we want to do? And if you guys are just like, well, this isn't working out. This is how I feel. I don't want to be married to you anymore. Okay. You move out. You wait for the license to lapse. And yeah, your bro. your marriage is concluded. No divorce attorneys. No sloppy divorces. No fucking alum. None of that. But divorce is also a huge form of economic influx. You got to think about is it. Is it? Yeah. D- divorce is for like lawyers and fuck lawyers for lawyers and just like it, it keeps judges at work sometimes yeah, mediary think think of how less clogged the court system suddenly is well you got to remember they want the court system clogged <laughs> that's what they want man why so that when other shit happens they can have an out as to why they didn't no. fucking solve shit it's it, you unclog the court systems right and and let's okay Let's add an amendment, right? Yeah. Both parties have to agree, right, to a renewal. So, right, just like the regular marriage license, both people have to sign. So instead of, like, divorce court, you got renewal court. Where it's just like, no, I want to renew the I want to stay in this This loveless marriage. This is just an extra unnecessary layer. No, I, all right, fine. This would all make sense, right? You got to think about it like long term. This would all make sense if like the government was on the side of the people. But you have to remember that they actively you, you, don't want us you, to do you're well. You're thinking too much about it. I have to. I just want it to be I that marriages to expire. Your dreams. <laughs> marriages expire. It's a good uh, marriages expire every five years. Think about how much that would like the 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 idea of that takes the burden off of you as a person. Yeah. Right. Knowing that, listen, you know what? You gave it a shot. You proposed, you got married, and you tried. And five years, I think, is a nice stopgap. I'm not saying fucking two years. I'm not saying three. Five years is a nice stopgap to say you made a legit... And divorces will still be a thing, right? Because if you're a year and a half in and you want to end the marriage, you still got to get a divorce. But 
the idea behind it becomes you try for five years, you're four and a half years, you're at a year 3.5, you're starting to have problems. By year 4.5, it's to the point where you don't think you can save it. And three months later, that email comes 90 days into your, your marriage license expires, please renew it. And then all of a sudden, you sit there and you, you're forced to have this conversation because in order for this marriage to continue, you both have to actively agree that it should continue. I just want to like imagine what renewal court would be like, where it's just like the, the girl's like, yeah, I want to continue this marriage. And dude's like, no, nah, I don't. And the judge is like, well, why don't you? And he's like, well, I met some girl the other day and judge is like, uh-uh, unacceptable. You continue your marriage. <laughs> you are now you are now an adulterer. <laughs> you have to sign this document legally. Also, fuck it. Multiple marriages for multiple people. No. Why not? Because that kills the sanctity of marriage. If you want How? that, just don't be married. By by that logic, you're saying polyamory destroys the sanctity of relationships. Am I? That's yes, because that because that's the extension, right? You're saying the sanctity of a marriage is if well, you can't marry seven people. See the, why? This is when this is when like you start to deep dive and you realize how like I've been conditioned by the old school method, right? This right. This is what I'm saying. This is why renewal should be a thing. This I'm I'm getting you right. Let's hear me out. Whoa, 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 whoa. no, no, <laughs> you got me on the the married multiple people. I can take that. You didn't. Nah, get... it's, it's 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 like going to Congress. I'm attaching these laws together. <laughs> if one goes through, they both go through. So, I like, had another stimulus check, and you might get yeah, me I'm, on all of it. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you twenty five hundred dollars stimmy. <laughs> so, like, I think like marriage generally at its core is a man made construct. Yeah. So the rules and regulations of marriage, like time, like language, like numbers, are man-made to quantify something. In this instance, right, marriage is designed to quantify your love for another individual and thusly your commitment to this individual. With the, the mentality of polyamory, is, which is a fair one in my estimation, it is fundamentally impossible for one person to fulfill all of your romantic desires, needs, requirements as a person. It is impossible. This is because I, I don't believe in the, the idea of like a soulmate. There is not one person in 7.5 billion people on this planet who is better suited to, for me than everyone else. Wow. I can't say that I'm not shocked, but I'm hurt. It still hurts. <laughs> You're not my soulmate. You're one of many. You're one of many people that I can connect with and I can feel things towards, right? And that's the mentality of polyamory, where you can love. Like, like why do you think cheating happens? Yeah. Why do you think people people fall in love with other people while they're in relationships? Why? Because humans, emotion—that's how it works. It is a non-quantifiable factor. You cannot explain why you feel things. I mean, I can't. Maybe some people can. I can't explain why I feel the feelings I have for a person I want to be in a relationship with or the feelings I have for a person that I want to sleep with. Any of it's that. because they thick it, AF. I mean, with four C's, bro. Four C's. Thick, <laughs> thick, like, I got, thick like I got a stutter, bro. It's a whole nother continent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to say she's thick, but you're really cold. <laughs> um, That's how they say it in Antarctica. <laughs> Antarctica. Um, like that's that's like you you can't explain that. So if the, why why does the law regulate the number of marriages you can have? At the end of the day, it's probably financial. It's probably has something to do with taxes, or probably has something to do with the way the government can track the way your money is spent or the way it comes in. But why? Why if I like I know that at the end of the day I'm I'm advocating for polygamy, yeah. but I, I don't I don't see it that way. I see if polyamorous relationships can be successful as they are, and you got a tr you have a triad or you have a, a polycule that says, well, there's seven of us and we all love each other, which is not necessarily always the case. You know, so person A can date person B, person A can date person C, oh, person B doesn't date. Bro, them. easiest answer why the government won't let that swing. Taxes. Go. That's what I just said. Did you? I, I didn't literally, hear you say taxes. I literally just said that 30 seconds ago. I did not hear you say taxes. This just goes to show how fucking little you listen it, to me. It, listen, Thomas, you talk 
so <laughs> fucking much, dog. It is impossible for me to hear every single word you say. We have a conversation. It can be five minutes. Somehow you have said a million words. And I'm just like, in five minutes, Thomas, you've talked for four minutes. It's 98 seconds. Like, wait, that's more than five minutes. Exactly. All I said was, okay. <laughs> Thomas, the amount of things you speak breaks time. Yeah, that's why. So it's probably a, it's probably a tax thing. It's yeah. probably like, oh, like because couples file their taxes jointly, but and they, you know, refunds and all that shit. They want to be able to take more. And if people are all these people are filing jointly, they don't get to take as much. But like it, it, it leaves people out in the lurch, I think, because if if it, it forces, I think, and, and I think this is again, this is me speaking as a you know, primarily monogamous individual. So if I'm incorrect and there are polyamorous people listening, please course correct me. I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah, but I, I, I know the tenements of polyamory and, and certain sex of polyamory. That's uh, S-E-C-T, not S-E-X. Um. Like there is no one more important than anyone else. Like there's there's things where like you have something referred to as hierarchical poly, if I if I understand correctly, where you have what's called a primary. So like you, ha- let's say you and I are primaries, okay. but you date other people, I date other people, I might be in other relationships. But like but at the, the end graph of, the day, of that would look like a pyramid scheme. Yes, precisely. With the people at the bottom doing Polyamory all the legwork. It's a pyramid scheme. I'm calling it right I, now. Yeah. You just want my money, people. The title of the episode. (laughs) I will not be hustled out of my money once again. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm dating three people. I have to buy three birthday presents a year. It's the world's biggest scam, bro. That's how they get you. (laughs) It's it's just more people to disappoint you at the end of the day. It's it's like it's It's like more people disappointed in me. Like I, I feel like I feel the plight of like the bisexual people and the pansexual people of the world. Like when it comes to like just trying to get recognition. Yeah. But like being bisexual and pansexual, like if you're bisexual, that means like me, I can only disappoint women. Like if I was bisexual, I would be able to disappoint literally ninety percent of the population on Earth. I can only disappoint like forty percent of it right now. What's that? Uh, what's that new girl uh, quote from? It's like Nick. He's like telling them about how he's dating a girl. He's just like, she's bisexual. She's into men and women. That's too many people to compete with. It's all the people. <laughs> like, like that's like it's 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 so easy to like look around you like if i was pansexual and i was dating like any anyone Mm -hmm. i would just be like that's like so much additional potential for disappointment right now only women can disappoint me (laughs) or i can disappoint them sexually but if i was pansexual literally anyone could disappoint me and there'd be i can't sit here and be like you know women ain't shit i'm just like everyone ain't shit (laughs) maybe i ain't shit (laughs) maybe it's me I start finally breaking it down. Maybe it's a me problem, Jonathan. We finally broke it. Thomas it ain't shit. It would have taken 20 years of therapy. Listen, we listen. figured it out on a one-hour podcast. I, I knew it 13 years ago. I saw him. I was like, Thomas ain't shit. Luckily for him, I ain't shit. So, you know, this is a... We're just, th- we're just two piles of not shit. You know, we're... and and Trying to make our way in a shit world. The Dulce Management Service hit us up, and they were just like, you guys should do a podcast together. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were the Dulce Management Listen, Service. Listen, there's a lot of people who work there. I'm the lead, like... Uh, also, I'm manager. pretty sure it's Dulce Management Company. No, it's Dulce Management Service. They've changed So now it's, it's it's the DMS now? Yeah, it's not it's the, the DMC? DMS. It's the DMS. You, oh, got hit with that, you got hit with that cease and desist, yeah, didn't you? I don't like to... We don't like to talk about it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Rev Run hit you We are not allowed like, to mm. talk about it, Thomas. You're costing I me a I, bunch of I, money. I, I understand it's tricky to talk about. I, I comprehend it all this. <laughs> Get me all in right. a polygamy relationship so I can start scamming <laughs> people to pay these lawsuits. <laughs> Thomas, put me in a polyamorous pyramid scheme, please. <laughs> I, I need money. <laughs> it's just the, the headline on TMZ. Polyamory. <laughs> pyramid scheme? Question mark. You gotta say it with the high pitch to really sell that headline. I just imagine a spinning old timey newspaper. Polyamory pyramid scheme. That's how like the Superman movies start. 
<laughs> it's just after that you see Superman sitting there with Lois and Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's just like, listen, yeah, you guys are costing me a fortune. He's got his hands up, like shrugging, like, what do I do? <laughs> We we got a new sitcom idea. <laughs> I had a, I had an idea for a sitcom. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think we should write it. Okay. It's about it's like about a park ranger in Vancouver. Is this Yogi it's, Bear? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm just stealing the entire idea of Yogi Bear, but we're making it real people. Hey, <laughs> boo boo, gotta get the picnic basket. It's just a guy just floating with his hands Bro, swirling like this. Did I ever tell you like w- one time when I was on a when I was in high school, I was on a class trip. And me and my friend, like, we decided, hey, fuck this class trip. Let's go see a movie because we were in Manhattan. How do you have sex with a class trip? Sex? Yeah. We didn't have sex. What? You said fuck the class trip. How did you have sex with a class trip? Moment of silence. RIP that joke. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So uh, we were just like, fuck this. Let's go see a movie. And we went to the theater. And the only thing that was playing, because, like, all the movies, like, that he had seen i hadn't seen but all the ones i seen he had like he hadn't seen so we we were like we don't want to see a movie that one of us has seen already what's the only movie that you and i haven't seen yogi bear 3d we sat down to watch yogi bear 3d it was just us two in a theater so we're just like oh we're not worried about this like 20 minutes into this movie a mom walks in with her son and daughter and i just look at my friend i'm like is this weird and he's like no no it's not weird and then like 10 minutes in he drops his bag of skittles and all you hear is the skittles rolling down the stairs and the mom is looking back annoyed at us and i was like yeah we gotta get the fuck out of here before we get the cops called on us <laughs> how dare they, they think you were like just creepers i don't i i don't know but <laughs> there's we two were grown ass from that there's like a couple of grown-ass <laughs> men watching this children's movie playing with their skittles <laughs> Hey, man, uh, when I see Yogi pop up on that screen, it does things to me. It's not the only thing that popped up. <laughs> I see Yogi Bear there, and it makes me want to taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a podcast. I have cue cards. Save them for next week. No. We Save go them. through this every week, Thomas. We well, wouldn't no. have this issue no, 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 if no, you no. did your job no, and called the no. number. Let's, no, let's no. fucking pull, no. let's pull the fucking curtain no. back for a minute. No. no. You want to have this argument? Yeah. Let's have this argument in the pod. Okay. Let's pull the fucking curtain back okay. for a minute. Why do the cue cards exist, Jonathan? We have gone through this. It's a me right. thing. I'm doing it solely for me. Oh, so read them into your mic after I stop recording no, and but, it'll make you feel good. No, no, no. People have also messaged me saying that they like it. So for the okay. two people he, out there that like he, it, no, I need here's to read an ex- it for them. Here's an experiment, all right? Okay. I'm going to leave this part in. You read the cue cards, I'm going to cut them out. So then I'm not going to read them because that makes no, no sense. No, hear me out. Hear me out. You read the... This is how we're going to gauge the necessity of the cue cards if we have an entire wow. show where they're the, unnecessary. The, the, hear me out. The only thing I've taken ownership of, you are trying to cut. <laughs> no, Just, no, I'm no, not, no. Reflect no, no. on that. Because I'm not that's, trying... <laughs> that's going to be the, the thing now because anytime you tell me, hey, you should do this for the podcast, I'm like, no, no, no. So you no, can no. fucking cut it, you no. loser? <laughs> no, the, the, the cue cards had a purpose. If the cue cards' purposes are not necessary, then the cue cards for that week are I'm not gonna necessary. I'm going to sit in my Letterman jacket like I'm some suburban high school kid and cry because the world doesn't understand me i'm not only football thomas i've got hear me out (laughs) 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 these friday night lights they're hot jonathan thomas they're hot they make me sweat all right i feel the pressure all right and i'm not i'm not rudy out here all right i'm trying to give the public vital information information that could in fact save their lives so so hear me out We'll record it, right? Okay. I will I will cut it. If unprompted within the next seven days until the next pod, you get I'm I, I'm not asking for a lot. Three people. Wow. Three people. That's all you need to get. If three people tweet us at this is a podcast and say, where are the cue cards? No, at tweet at this is a underscore podcast. Hashtag, I want my cue cards. And if three people send that unprompted, no cheating, no texting your friends to tweet it, I will I will take that cut file from this week. Here, here's I'll, the thing. I'll bro. put it. I'll put it at the end of next week's show. So the cue the, they'll be heard. Oh no no and no. Then, 
New and then I'll, it, it'd have to be new ones. No, 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 no. You'll you'll do your cue cards during the show after the credits roll next week. There'll be a, a a bonus bumper of this entire cue card segment if three people do it. And so you get you get to say them. They get to go out to people. You prove me wrong. And then I never question you on the cue cards whenever they we we do them ever if, again. If three people don't do this, I'm never coming up with cue cards again. But wh- see, I, I am you, never you, co- you, listen. Just you listen. You take listen. things to extremes. No, 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 like no this. because then then like it, it shows me that people don't really care about them. No, no, no. The cue card. No, the cue cards have a purpose. It's not a matter of not people not wanting them. The cue cards serve a purpose. If the purpose is not necessary for that week. It's not a matter of like, oh, no one wants them. It's we didn't need them. But like the past few weeks, we've read them at the end. So now this is telling me that we've never needed them. <laughs> no, we have needed them occasionally, but we're 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 having this this whole five minute bit has yes. ruined the quality show. Yes. But I agree. I'm so keep, you should have just read the numbers. No, I'm keeping. I'm keeping it in. So, no, because when we get in, the thing is, is we we get enthralled into a conversation. I don't think about the cue cards. I'm not going to just shout them out necess- unnecessarily. We're in the middle of a conversation. I don't want to derail by just saying a cue card. It cuts into the conversation we're having. There was there was no lull in our conversation to quantify the need for a cue card because we were just rolling. Listen, you've given me your terms. I've given you my terms. But th- that's you doing your extreme Jonathan thing. Yeah, because if because if, if three people don't tweet it, then you're like, well, I'm not going to write cue cards. And then 20 minutes into the show next week, well, this I'm going to be like, well, this we, is we don't you ha- doing your extreme part because you're no. worried about us killing the quality of the podcast. But yet no. you have this whole five minute banter. I'm not worried about killing the quality of it. My thing is a necessity thing. No, no, no. It, what I'm it's saying. Si- it's silly to just what read I'm, five cue cards off back, back to back. Is that. You you're you're saying that they're not needed. I don't need to read them, but yet you're going to keep this whole banter in. So basically, oh, yeah. you've killed the ending that we've already had. That was great, even though my cue cards weren't right. You still killed the ending. So <laughs> oh no, by, this is no people are going to like this way better because they get to see how we are in real no, no, life, but how you, we argue with each other in real you've, life. You've killed the ending, thus making that perfect ending worthless. Oh no, there'll still be a perfect ending because inevitably we're gonna bicker into the point where I'm just like, you know what, Jonathan, that's a fucking podcast, and it just cuts off. You know what's on the outro? That's is. a fucking podcast. <laughs> what you guys have just heard was a bunch of spoken word on a podcast that's finishing right now. Even though it's ending, we still thank you all for spending some time with this podcast. Goodbye, so long and ciao. That was a podcast, and this is the end theme to the podcast that's currently ending that was a podcast that was a podcast that was a podcast this is a podcast 